0: Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, hello everybody. Welcome to another episode. Episode 10. Yes, episode 10. So, I want to clear something up. (laughs) So, hmm. I actually had episode 10 done. The only problem was that I was having some technical issues on my end with my my soundboard and still trying to get used to it. So I was like, you know what? I'll get I got a couple more days before things change. So I was like I'll, I'll still upload it. However, um things changed in the sports world while well, I was still trying to figure out my own uh problems with my with my uh equipment. So here I am making episode 10 uh again I'm actually glad I scrapped it because a lot of things got changed, like I said. So uh, let's, uh, let's, yeah, let's begin. So yeah, welcome everybody. I'm Lou. Good morning. Good night. Um, from the other side of the world, episode 10. Uh, let's get right to it. Um, so let's, let's, let's start from when I started that first time uh, recording episode 10, you know, Um, Mainly, a lot of things changed uh, on the UFC side. So, um, you know, the original main event, which really that's the only thing that changed, but it actually changed uh, to something that we didn't think was going to happen, and it happened. So, unfortunately, Gilbert Gilbert Burns was supposed to um, be the... Um, headliner for against uh, Kamara Usman at Fight Island at Yaz Island uh, Abu Dhabi, which yeah, and I haven't really touched on. Well, I touched on that on when I when I scrapped that episode, but yeah, uh, basically you know Fight Island got was in Abu Dhabi in an island called Yaz Island, and it's reasonable. I I, I can see how once again Dana White has pulled another trick up his sleeve and. Yeah, at first I'm like, are these guys gonna fight outside? I mean, it was kind of interesting. They had like the octagon outside, and I was like, wait, fighters are actually fighting outside the um the arena. But I was like, no. I was like, it's hot as fuck to be fighting out there. <laughs> but that was the, the image that he um him and his and his brand were putting out. So I was like, they're not doing this. So I, I figured that they were doing it indoors, which they did. And it was all cool. I like the setup. I like the vibe. I like how everything uh, turned out to be. Um, now, um, like I said, yeah, Gilbert Burns tested positive And sucks because he worked his ass off to get there. He literally took out number one. He was like, what, number six in the rankings in welterweights? And then he took out Woodley. And then we had that event and he tested positive for covid and guess who stepped up to the play six week notice on a sunday he was at 190 and by the time uh saturday hit by he was 170 so lots of credit for uh street jesus um jorge masvidal for stepping in and and because uh, originally that was supposed to be scheduled. It was supposed to be Usman and Masvidal. That was supposed to be the fight. And then, of course, fighters pay. I want more money. I'm not fighting Usman. And I guess they, um well, I mean, they had uh Dana and matchmakers had to figure something out to get that um, event um, going. I mean, you already... You already marketed just the word Fight Island, so you had to come up big and deliver a big event on Fight Island, and they they did it. They they got the fans. They got everybody hooked. Supposedly, it did a great number of pay per views. Um, not to anything like what Connor would produce when he fights his other fighters, but it made the one point something million. So, yeah, uh, yeah, that's that, That's just crazy. The amount of pay per view draws that, um, Jorge Masvidal was able to, to do. Cause it. Uh, let's just be honest. At one point when, when Burns was was out, ugh, who would have known what, what, numbers they would have, um, drew if they didn't pick him. So. But yeah, um but yeah, it was so crazy. And like I said, he took the took the fight, passed the COVID test and um flew out and he had a um, shed all that weight. He was at one ninety guys. He was at one ninety. And by the time the fight happened, he was one seventy. So and unfortunately he didn't win. He didn't win the title. But, gotta give the guy credit because, I mean, he stepped it up, and you know, judging the how the fight took place, he uh, he his grappling skills are really good, and you know, much as much as he, you hear him in the, um, in the you know, press conferences, the pressers, he's like, oh, he's like I'm, you know, he's gonna shoot for the legs. He's a crotch sniffer, but when those grappling moves are like, you know, used, uh, are reinforced upon him. He can defend it really well. It I was really impressed uh, how well he was able to defend him. Um, and Kamaro didn't get the, like, that um, victory like he did with uh, Covington. But we all knew that if Kamaro didn't, didn't, uh, Russell um the advantage would have went to Jorge in the striking game as far as I'm concerned if there was no grappling I think he would have finished him the same way like he did to Darren Till last year no question no no doubt he would have he would have finished him so yeah that's uh that's really uh, like I said I'm I'm really impressed with uh with Jorge even though he didn't win um, what he was able to do um, and defend the grappling, and um, you know, just uh, just to, uh, um, he showed up, and that's all um that matters that he showed up and he um he did what he could. So shout out to him. And where do the welterweight who who would be next in line? Because I don't want to see a rematch of that yet, um, unless. Um, a new champion gets crowned after whoever he, whoever Usman fights but yeah that's uh do you throw connor do you throw connor in there or does he lose the same or does he get uh, outworked just the same way who knows but i don't know you tell you tell me guys who which other what other welterweight do you want to see usman face in the second quarter of this year I mean, we're already halfway there, but I'm pretty sure he'll probably defend one more time. Probably what November, December, kind of makes sense around that around that time. But yeah, that's uh, yeah, yeah. Let me know, you know, let me know what you guys think. Hit me up on the on the Facebook page, Sports Talk with Lou, and give me your feedback and what you guys think. So, yeah, um, and what else? So we had those other. Um, events we had that fight and oh my god let me tell you i was shocked by what the judges scored the um alexander volkanovsky versus max holloway that was robbery i am in shock abu dhabi did not go in lockdown they should have went in lockdown when Scores were were read by Bruce Buffer. Like that was like straight up robbery. I can't believe that that actually like happened. Um, if anybody that watched that, you guys definitely know that um, Holloway won. He just out. He just Volkanovski didn't even look like Volkanovski from the first um, from the first bout. The striking wasn't there. Um, I mean he made some late uh, takedowns like what in the 3rd f- and 4th round but it it did not it did not look convincingly like he he won the fight at all but one thing i've learned over the years you can never ever leave it to the judges cuz if you leave it to the judges it uh, might go the other way might go the other way and that's exactly what happened to young max and it's I, i'm bummed I'm, I'm bummed guys i, I wish he, he he it didn't go that way for him but it, it did so i don't know what those refs saw um there should be and this is why i keep saying and i keep challenging people even my peers that uh that watch the sport um why isn't there like another legitimate way like how can we can't how is it that like a legitimate um dispute you give it to Volkanovsky it makes no sense it simply doesn't just not make sense uh like we need more monitors we need we need a we need judges on all sides of the octagon some way because that that's like that's just there's just no way there's just no way he beat him and he just Holloway was just a way polished fighter in the just in the striking game he out I, I don't I don't understand how he how they didn't they they didn't score that um, perfectly. Like, I don't know what they were seeing. I know what I saw, I know what Gabe you know saw, and I know what whoever else agreeing with me saw that. So yeah, that's uh I don't know what where does Max Holloway go from here? Do you are you would you be if you're in Dana White's shoes, would you make it a trilogy one last time? Or does Holloway work his way back up? kind of interesting where the featherweight division goes from here so um yeah we'll we'll keep an eye on that and uh i know i know for a fact Volkanovski will probably defend his title somewhere around the end of the year too him and uh kamara uzman they they're both defending it in one of the either october November, December, one of those months. So we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. Now, what was the other match before that? Oh, yes, the bantamweight. The ban- the vacant bantamweight title. <laughs> I had a feeling it was going to go to Peter Jan. Um, as much as I wanted Aldo to win it. But um, it's just that's just not his weight. He was just already tired, gasped um it was he he needs to go back to his regular weight but i guess there's some killers up there you just can't beat but i mean that's cool that you're trying to you know make a new record for yourself but those those guys are just built for that weight and you saw he was already hurt like his chest was already destroyed um i can't remember was it the second round or third round and then and then I think it was in the third or fourth where he was just getting dropped. He got dropped and he was just getting pounded with all those hammer fists on the ground um, by Jan. And it was interesting because looking at a, you know, Peter Jan, when Bruce Buffer was like, uh, he, he didn't lay, he didn't say on his on his card uh, a martial artist, he's a boxer. So as soon as I saw those fists flying down on the ground, I was like, oh my God, stop the fight those not even moving they actually should have stopped the fight when if you guys remember where he was just getting just hammered on the ground by the time it was on the third or fourth round they should have stopped the fight in my opinion uh, I, th- I think that um, he wasn't he wasn't defending himself and he just wasn't doing anything and he, he was already tired and done by the fifth round so but yeah I didn't, I mean, I don't agree with Jose Aldo being the fighter for that title. I, I don't, but he's already out. He's already cleared out. So now we're, we shall see who who actually, as far as I'm concerned, this title is still vacant. This was like a free uh, bone for, for Peter Jan. Wait, let, let's, let's let's see how well he puts up with uh, with uh, Aldermaine Sterling. And that, like I said, these are about to be some great matches at the end of uh, this year. So uh, look out for that. Um, I'm pretty sure that that'll be the next fight to be made uh, for that bantamweight title. So, yeah. Um, And then the other two fights, Rose and Andrade. Shout out to Rose for getting her amazing uh, comeback win. I think the last time, yeah, the last time she fought was against Andrade where she just got slammed on her head. And, you know, she, 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 the way how she won that fight, um, last weekend, that's how it should have ended, um, the last time when she lost her belt and she made some errors and she paid the price. But the way how she finished that fight last Sunday, that's how it should have been in the first fight, but she got her, you know, she got her, uh, redemption, you know, she redeemed herself and. Now we shall see Rose and Zhang Weili, hopefully in the future, probably next year, depending on Rose's uh um. Rose's, uh broken nose. See how it heals up. I don't think she'll fight, but we'll we'll see, we'll see how she holds up uh, as far as her nose goes. So. And then I think the last, well, actually I'm I know I'm going backwards, but it had to be that way. <laughs> but lastly, yeah, um, I don't really want to talk about this because I can. I already knew. I already knew this was gonna happen. Uh, so Paige, Van versus uh Rubies? I can't remember her last her her first name, but obviously she submitted Paige, and then Paige was like on her last. Uh, uh, her, she was finishing her last fight on her contract. Dana says some words after the event was like she should try out for, for a free agent. So, um, I can already tell that things did not look well. So, you know, I don't want to be rude, don't want to be disrespectful, but I mean, there's Bellator. I don't, I don't see anything. I don't. I mean, what were you? What was she doing? in um, in a pay per view. How does she legitimately, um, how does she legitimately entitled to be pay-per-view? I don't get that. <laughs> like, if anything, you should be in the prelims with those last two performances. And this one was like no other. So it just made, it absolutely made no sense to me. So, that's one of those question marks I have on Dana and the matchmakers. Like, why did you make that fight? Why did you make that the opener for your pay-per-view? Could have been something much better. So, that's just my opinion. Um, Should have been a prelim. Would have been better, but that's just what they chose to do. So, it is what it is. But, yeah. um, And then... Course, we just had an event yesterday. so Fight Island is actually happening all month long. So we just had that happen. And um yesterday we had Calvin, the main events were Calvin Cater versus Dan Igor, Igor, Egan, Igor, I think. And of course, Calvin Cater uh, you know won and he put himself in better position in the featherweights. Um, so looking forward to seeing him, um, getting a title shot in the future, hopefully. But, uh, um, yeah, so that, yeah, that happened. And then tomorrow you'll have Benavides. I can't remember the other dude's name, but it's, it's for the flyweight. Um, I don't really like showing much love in the flyweights because it hasn't been that great since DJ left. Being honest with everybody, if he, the flyweights were amazing when he was around. Um, that was like the, the guy to watch in the flyweights, and it's just not the same. But yeah, the flyweight title, um, it's a rematch between these two opponents, um, and yeah, the flyweight title's on the line, so that'll happen tomorrow. I think it'll happen on regular time, just like it happened uh, these last two events on Fight Island. So just keep an eye out on that. I'll have I'll do my best to either I'm either gonna upload this episode, um, as soon as I post it, or I'll have it up in the morning. So just a FYI. And I think the but the one fight island match that I'm really looking forward to is uh Robert Whitaker and Darren Till. That is the fight that I'm really interested because we know we've they've Darren Till has. Wanted to fight Whitaker for a long since the beginning of the year and he finally got it so that that'll be an interesting um, fight And I think yeah that ends it that ends fight island on on that note uh for this month and then we you know ufc the ufc goes back to vegas after that and then they have uh their next pay-per-view is going to be uh Uh, Stipe and Cormier 3 The Trilogy Finally Because I am looking forward When that match is over You know why? Because there will be Oop, I can't play it now (laughs) Hold on, let me try that again Fatality Once uh, Francis Ngannou Steps in so Just saying I I could give I could give two fucks who who wins out of this scrap between those two because that title will go back will be going to Francis Ngannou, um once it's over. So, but if I had a, if I had to make my pick, hmm, I think I would want because let's put it this way: the title would go vacant if DC wins. He would give up the title because he's going to retire he wants to end on a high note so he'll go to you know he'll retire it and then it'll go vacant it'll go vacant then the mandatory fighter would be um Francis Ngannou so does stepe get another title shot or who who would be the next in line would it be the dude behind Francis which i, I don't know i don't have the rankings so I, I I wouldn't know who that fighter would be but that's just what i think who knows and who knows how how stipe would be after the fight because we all know how long it took him to recover his eye um from the last from the last bout over a year guys these two dc and daniel cormier and Stepe miocic haven't fought in a year that was the last time the both of those fighters even were in the octagon was together last august at the Honda Center in Cali. So um, yeah, we'll see. I don't know. I I don't see Steve getting the title shot soon, but if he loses, but if yeah, if I'm Francis if I'm a Francis Naganu guy, I would definitely want D C. So then the title would go vacant. But then again, um, Stipe would have to defend if he wins. He has to defend that title against Francis. So um, either way, um, it would have to go through him. And um, the question is the injury effect. How long will it take him to recover? And we all know Francis Nagano is the most avoided person um, in the in the heavyweight division. No one's calling him out. Besides that one crazy full Rosenstrike. Bet he wished he didn't do that. <laughs> so. Yeah I don't. Um, yeah just curious to see what. what um, how, how that. How that gets. Um, situated once it's all. Well, once those two finish. But. Um, do I see. Francis getting his title shot. This year. I don't think so. I think these two guys are going to kill each other, unless, like I said, unless unless DC wins, he retires, of course, and the title goes vacant. Only way I see that happening. So, if you guys have something to um say about that, like I said, go ahead and hit up Facebook Sports Talk with Lou. You can also hit me up on my Instagram, Mister um, Lou Lima, M R L U. L I M A. So, yeah, check those uh out. Um. So yeah, so yeah that uh so yeah that that's going to be the next pay per view UFC 252. Uh, yeah UFC UFC 252. So and that'll be in Vegas I believe because we're still and I believe it'll I believe it'll be on the Apex Center. So yeah, we'll. Um, keep you guys up to date on that uh, on that and um let's see since I scr- and since I scrapped my last my original episode for episode 10 um not really no I don't really have much update on on the side of boxing even though i I remembered I, I remember saying in that last episode because um, during that time, um, Anthony Joshua and Fury already talked about um, having a fight once F- uh, Fury uh, clears out Wilder. I was like, that's crazy! I can't believe that's he- even in discussion right now. How about you clear Wilder out before you 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 talk about Joshua, or make this behind closed doors? You know, like here, here's a contract. You once you're done with uh, Wilder. Then you face. Then we talk about Joshua. Then you can brand it. You can market whatever. No, these fools are already talking about doing that fight in the middle of this pandemic for next year. That's that's fucking crazy. And rumors, at, well, actually, it's not a rumor. Actually, it's because it's it's already been decided. But um, as far as that rematch goes, they're gonna do it in that Raiders Stadium in uh, Las Vegas. So really interesting that they're doing that where they're going with that because we're still in a pandemic um i mean the best thing that i can see happening is who knows what these next three four months are going to be like will it get better will we have and i don't want to go into uh, this coronavirus topic because it's about sports but i don't like, will we see less cases? Will it go down? Will it go down in less in Nevada? To the point where, hey, we can actually um, have fans in the stadium. Because that's a big stadium. Or is it just going to be 50% capacity? And will that 50% capacity be um, separated? Will it be on different? How are they going to do that? I want, I'm curious. I'm really curious how that's going to work out let alone you have the nfl you have the las vegas raiders in the fall so i'm really curious how they're going to do that so uh but yeah that that's where uh, they haven't announced the fight yet but i believe that's that's exactly the arena that they're gonna use Uh, makes sense it would have made more sense if this pandemic never even happened um, they would have made a lot of money. They would have been. It would have been a bigger draw than the second bout, but um, this just this coronavirus uh, COVID nineteen just um, made a big dent, and now you, those those numbers or if there's even a gate number will you know happen or or be as great as as it was before. But that's what we have. That's what's going on. Um, not much on the the zone side for Matchroom or or Golden Boy. Will they have uh, Virgil Ortiz fighting? I believe next week. Yeah, next week. But uh just not convincingly. Like like, I don't know. I was having this conversation with my friend, um, like a day ago about like how all all of these boxers that are signed to the zone are just being shelved. Like they're not making any profits. They're, I mean, the the streaming service isn't making any profits. Uh, They haven't really done anything. They haven't really um, out, you know, marketed, or have updated us. Like, when are these fighters going to fight? When are these matches going to be made? And nothing. We haven't heard anything from Triple G. Haven't heard anything from Canelo. We haven't heard anything from Joshua. Um, Ryan Garcia. Yes. But other than that, like um, I don't know, I'm just uh, I'm just really disappointed with 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 uh, how they how they've uh, handled the situation. Top rank is doing a way better job, and they've they've gotten a lot of they're getting a lot of their superstars, their, all their stars, their shine on like every Tuesday. What's going on with the zone? Huh? What's going on with PBC? Let's not forget about them too. They they have not even um, made any announcements for their their boxers. No Earl Spence, no Keith Thurman, no Manny Pacquiao, none of that. So I want to know what's what's the deal? What's going on? Um. And you know, fortunately, they control that welterweight division. So that being said uh with if that if that doesn't uh, if they don't get their stuff together then then uh terrence Crawford we might see uh that this year where terrence crawford might get shelved because they possess all the titles on that end and he has he has one other titles but um, i guess fox executives say that that title ain't shit but and i mean they still have they still have a boxer that's undefeated on ESPN that that they should focus on. So yeah, it's just disappointed on on the business side on with the promoters and these uh and these uh these networks. They haven't they haven't produced anything besides ESPN and Top Rank. So I, I just wish they could. Why can't they just follow the same blueprints like? With uh, what what the UFC is doing, so I mean I've been looking and I've been accessing what's been going on and like yeah, mixed martial arts is where it's at. It's dominating. All those, all like baseballs coming back soon, which I'll get into it. Um, but it all comes down to how how Dana White has um has done everything when it comes to protocols. Why is that so hard? Is there now is the money not there because the first thing that comes to mind is the gate, the gate numbers, no fans, so they're not, they're gonna make less money. So I understand, and of course, if you if it's a safety concern, because of the virus, then you don't have to fight. That's something that Dana would say. So that includes all the um the boxers as well. But can you do? Can you go for a year, the whole year, without fighting? I don't know. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see because it's supposed to heat up in. I want to say in around next next week. Yeah, next week, and then the and then the following month. So definitely keep an eye on 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 like late August and then entering September because that those are the important months to, to focus and uh, keep around and see what they do. So, um, what else, what else, what else um, happened? Mm, Not much that I know as far as uh, other news and combat sports that come to mind. Um, but yeah, like I said, this episode, I just want to review um, next episode. I got something uh, that I've been wanting to cover, um, but uh, I'll announce that next episode. This is more of what I've what I've missed in the original episode that I scrapped and just reviewing what happened um, from all these events. So now. I want to get into something that I was really excited about when I when I was recording the, the last time and I scrapped it. So this is uh I want to talk about the MLS and I want to talk about your to all the Washington state fans, the beloved Seattle Sounders FC. <laughs> Sounders! 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 oh yes, the sounders are back, and i so the first round happened this weekend in that last week, and it was kind of uh um cool to see him, but also disappointing, but also. The whole COVID effect had a lot to do with everyone's performance as well. So, yeah, um, let's let me get into that. So, uh, another thing that happened when I was recording that original episode, um, all teams were in the brackets except one withdrew after I paused the up uh, from uploading my episode. So all you know western conference and the eastern conference they all had their uh their brackets it was like a fifa style um uh, world cup so um basically what was um, what was at stake between like the the teams basically the winner um gets a spot in the Concacaf champions for next year um tournament ends and then of course prize money and um that was really what it's about we still we still have to focus on um the uh, the mls uh cup playoffs so yeah um let me i can't remember but uh so yeah, I like I said, I had all, I had, I had all the information in my last episode. Um, basically the the brackets were all set up, and um, um, last week we had the Sounders. Who was it? Vancouver? No, they're actually actually Seattle and Vancouver play this Sunday at seven thirty Pacific time. But who would they? Who they play? Oh, they played against. Sh- so on so this Tuesday that happened, they played against Chicago Fire and they lost two to one. So and their first match, I can't who was it their who was it was it, I think it was San Jose. Yeah, I think it was San Jose where they they had the draw. So let me look here at the standings because this is where it gets interesting. Um Okay, so, and then I'll give you the groups. So, right now, and there's some, uh, as I'm recording this audio, there's some, I believe there's like, like two games happening, but I'm going to just give you guys the, so this is the Eastern the Eastern and the Western. So, in group A, you have Orlando City SC, Philadelphia, Philadelphia Union, Inter-Miami, uh, CFO, uh, um, and New York City FC now who are the the leading scores and who's going to qualify it's going to be Orlando they have 6 points Philadelphia Union same 6 points and then in group B the earthquakes Chicago Fire the Sounders and with the Vancouver Whitecaps and this is group B and it's not looking good for us because uh, we are on that bubble um earthquakes have four points the fire have three we only have one and vancouver has one so we we have to we have to um we have to make a bounce and i and again we think it's we play vancouver on sunday so really looking forward to that i hope i hope the centers can produce points and put us back on the bracket uh, put us back on the map but I'm you know, who knows who knows what's going to happen with uh, Chicago and San Jose because that's there, they might be elevating um, up. and then of course those two would qualify, but again, you <laughs> they already got uh, like three to four points ahead of us. So gotta keep an eye out on that. Now in Group C, you have Toronto C. England Revolution and DC United and Montreal impact right now um, Toronto and New England are both four points apiece in um, and then, uh, outside the bubble is DC and Montreal DC has a chance to get back in it they have two points uh, Montreal doesn't they have zero so they can be scratched out and then in group D you have real Salt Lake uh, Minnesota United, Sporting Kansas City, and the Colorado Rapids. Rapids are out. I can just tell you that right now with zero points. And this is actually an interesting group because three teams and the one that's outside the bubble, um, they all have three points. So this is really open. One of these three are, uh, are going to be outside by the end of this week. So you have s- So Sporting Kansas City. Minnesota and Real Salt Lake all at three points. Now, Group E, you have Columbus Crew, SC, uh, New York Red Bulls, Cincinnati, and uh, sa- uh, the surprising Atlanta United. So they uh, Columbus is at six points right now. Uh, New York Red Bulls are at three. Cincinnati is at three. Um, so this will be an interesting um, between New York and uh, Cincinnati. Columbus already has this on uh, on lock. Um, I don't. I mean, they can just continue pouring it on. Um, but the one that's that's really surprising was Atlanta. Um, I haven't. I don't know if if Joe, uh, Jose. Uh, what's his name? Their forward uh, Alvarez. Jose Alvarez. Josie Alvarez, I can't remember his name, but yeah, I don't know if he's still out, but that's their leading score right there. So this is just kind of disappointing to see them not even produce anything. So, yeah, and then lastly, this was so in my last the original episode, I was so hyped about this this uh, this stage group because they got all the killers on this on this uh, on this group. However, I'm looking at the scores and it's all lopsided. (laughs) So in Group F, you have the Timbers, the Dynamo, and then you have uh, the Galaxy and LAFC. But this is the crazy part about this. Um, You know, we're so accustomed to uh, the Galaxy and and LAFC to be the ones on the top, and then of course the Timbers however they're actually outside the bubble both of those la squads the timbers have three points right now in this first uh in this first round and then the dynamo have one point so if this was to end already both la squads would be out so um yeah and that's just crazy to me um I don't know what's going on i don't know if they have bella i don't know why uh chicharita hernandez isn't producing well um, for the galaxy uh, i don't know what's going on but this is this is just mind-blowing these uh these scores and these these uh these overhyped <laughs> squads in my opinion that's just crazy and i'm reading this as of right now this is updated um all these scores and again teams that automatically advance to round of 16 the top the top 2 finishers from all the groups so right now so like i said yeah if if it ended right now group f both la squads would be out the dynamo and timbers would would advance in this group that 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 that's mind blowing so yeah um so yeah, that, that that's the bracket and that's the leading scores right now in the MLS, and we'll see um, what happens. I will keep you guys up to date on the uh, once the second round is done, and see who's eliminated and who advances, and hopefully, hopefully to all my Sounder fans out there, we can advance. It it's gonna be an uphill battle because, um, you know. Sure, the fire the fire are in in a good uh spot the earthquake are uh, obviously there they I I don't see them going trickling down I, I don't it, we're going to have to score a lot of points um and catch up with the fire so we'll see what happens um and yeah and then I want to move on to um, I'm just gonna announce the the first uh, baseball um, game. I'm really curious how it's going to start, but uh, you know, spring training. Um, I guess it's tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, the spring training. I, I thought they're. I thought spring training already started, but I guess not. Um, yeah, it starts tomorrow. Um, but I believe that their first. What's the first game? Um, oh, these are all exhibitions. Yeah, these are all exhibitions. But... Give me a second, guys. I was hoping they would tell me right away. Opening day. How about that? Opening day. Give me the wrong. Um, I know you're. I know that the champions are, um, the Nationals. I believe. Yeah, the Nationals are, are competing. Opening day on July twenty third and twenty fourth. That is when it'll happen. But. Uh, so yeah, July, July twenty third. You got the Yankees at the Nationals. And then you got the Giants at the Dodgers, those will be your opening games. Then the 24th, all the, everybody else is playing. It's going to be stacked on the 24th. And then they will and then just, you know, keep an eye on your team schedule after that. And it'll it's going to be it's actually going to go I was looking so when I again <laughs> this all goes back to my original episode that I scrapped. Um the play there the way how they designed the amount of games is it'll all um lead to um an a scheduled playoff so they're not really missing anything really once they get to the playoffs it's going to be like back in october all the way close to november if it if you know if it's like back and forth but they're they're actually in a good in a a really good spot to have that happen. Hopefully, nothing crazy happens during um, end of uh, September, entering October. Hopefully, we're we're in a much healthier um, state for all our all for our country, and um, they can you know have a successful season. But if everything goes according to how they've designed this schedule, then what is it? Sixty games. Then yeah, then. Yeah, it'll just be, it'll be, um, it'll be the same one. It'll, the playoffs will be like any other year. The only thing is that they didn't have a season this whole year. So, um, besides next, this next week. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, seeing how that plays out. And, uh, I'm also, what else has been happening? Uh, Formula One. I know, uh, my boy Lewis Hamilton who drives the Mercedes he's out there um winning those races unfortunately those i, I can never watch a formula 1 because it, it's always you know it's on the other side of the world and they've got uh um you know they start at some ridiculous times like 1 in the morning well for you know for us to tune in so i'm like you know uh try to uh, actually watch one of those races and and um uh, update y'all and my my personal perspective of, of Formula One. But until then I'm um, I'm just gonna keep an eye on the next one and see what's up. But yeah, shout out to Lewis Hamilton, shout out to Formula One for coming back. That was one of my sports that I want. That was one of the sports that I was looking forward to in 2020 before all this shit happened. Um, and that I'll continue and I won't let that get away from me and what else um what else what else oh for uh any so for any seahawk fans out there um i do want to say check out the nfl films on their youtube um they just had these three um, amazing um f- classic footages of i think one was from 1984 and uh, last week they had, uh, they had the 2005 season when they made the Super Bowl. The NFL Films uh, talked about that. They showed the footage. And then yesterday they had, uh, they had the 2012 season when Russell Wilson de- made his debut. So for any, any Seahawks fans bored and want to watch something, check that out. It's on the Seahawks official page uh, on YouTube. You'll, you know, you'll, you won't regret it. You'll, you're a lot, if you're, or if you've known those seasons, then you will definitely, um you'll definitely appreciate those, those seasons and, and the work that they, they did to put that together for those three episodes. And I think they're still making more episodes of all the glory um, seasons that the Hawks have. So keep an eye on that. Keep an eye out on that. So, but yeah um so yeah that wraps up that wraps up episode 10 um You know, i'll be i'll be back i will be talking about something serious that i didn't get right because i'm still i'm still waiting for in development with the whole the whole dan snyder and the washington uh redskins the redskins aren't even the redskins anymore so i'm just waiting to see what they're being called now and all these um, these allegations on the organization and their their main guy Dan Snyder so um, yeah I'm still and again I don't want to jump into conclusions or what's going on just like whatever just like what happened to me when I was recording episode 10 so yeah other than that uh that's all i got for you guys um can't believe i almost made it in an hour for this episode i thought it would be less than that but i did it so thank you guys i appreciate you guys uh appreciate you guys for listening to the old episodes um especially that last one there was a point where i was like shit no one's listening and then i just saw these numbers go up so um thank you guys uh for still supporting me supporting what i say listen giving me a listen uh if you want to uh follow me follow me on instagram mr lou lima uh face my facebook page uh, sports talk with lou and yeah other than that thank you guys and we'll see you on episode 11 peace out y'all